for Breakfast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, welcome back to Cake for Breakfast. I hope those who are in New York City right now are managing with this heat wave. Oh my gosh, I am dying. At least it turned to, I guess, more of a thunderstorm today, but oh my gosh, this weekend was something else. Now, I live in what you call a pre-war building, which the majority of the city is is made up of. They're kind of the charactery, beautiful old buildings that makes architecture so great here. However, the majority of these buildings do not have central air. Now, when these like brand new all glass skyscrapers pop up all over the city, like my people were all like, oh my goodness, that is just so faux pas. But on days like today, when you have the window air blaster out of your window, those people are laughing down on us. So it's give and take, but my goodness, the heat is not pretty. That's why everybody leaves the city in the summer. So to get away, I actually went to the Jersey Shore for the first time in my life on Saturday. I think I've been there once for like a drive-by, but I have never like taken a beach towel and a beach chair and like gone to the Jersey Shore. Um, when I was younger, I did like the shares in the Hamptons a couple times. Um, and I did like the Hamptons scene more, but it was fun. Look, it's different from the Hamptons, but the Jersey Shore is nothing like the TV show. It's completely different. It's the same Hampton-y vibe with like, there's the big mansion houses. There's like sort of a little town. It's just more understated. I would say the beaches are still better in the Hamptons, but the, the town in that, they don't have like, the Hamptons is like, you're decked out and you've got like the outfit on you're going to the scene you're meeting people everything is this and that and the jersey shore is literally like i wore like my whatever clothes like you don't care you just like chill and relax uh the food's better in the hamptons i prefer that uh type of seafood to the jersey type of seafood I actually thought the Jersey Shore was like one beach and my boyfriend's like, no, this is like one of 300 miles of ocean beach. I was like, oh, sorry. Look, I grew up in a landlocked area. I've never like experienced like beach life and I'm starting to learn about it and it's fun. But yeah, the food wasn't as good as the Hamptons. The privacy I like more. I was actually in the same town as as, uh, Bruce Springsteen lives in this town called Rums in New Jersey. And I did love the estates. The houses sort of when you leave are are amazing. The Hamptons, you don't get that much property, whereas these were like huge pieces of land, like right on the ocean. And there is still nothing better than Malibu. I like the Hamptons probably the best. I, you know me, I'm a bit of a bougie chick. The Jersey Shore is beautiful. The waves are huge. Sand is a little tougher and I don't love the food as much, but Malibu still has my heart. It's just perfect. It's like Hamptons meets Jersey meets California coastline. I don't know. Incredible. Oh, I got some great, great news yesterday. So BetterHelp has just signed a new contract with the show, and that's because so many of you signed up for the service. So I just wanted to say thank you so much. Um, I also love all the positive messages I get from people. I know I repeated a lot on my Instagram, like, write me, talk to me about, about BetterHelp. And I really do love chatting with you guys about, like, why do you think I should do this, Jess? Or tell me what you thought of your experience using it. And I just love passing along why I think this is such a great service. The one comment I do get from people that always makes me chuckle is that they're like, this is almost like talking to like a smart friend that you don't have to be embarrassed in front of. And that's the one thing I always relate to. Sometimes to my therapist, I'm like, 
I don't care what I say here because I'm allowed to. Like, I'm just going to go for it. And she's like, that's why you pay me. (laughs) So (laughs) I always get a kick out of that. But I feel really proud to be working with a sponsor who promotes health and wellness and just being effing great. So thanks to you guys and thanks to BetterHelp for being such an awesome sponsor of this show. Honestly, I was so pumped about the new contract. I'm not going to downplay it. So... I will continue taking you guys on my therapy journey. All right, now it's time. Let's get into the show today. All right, the first story up today is a new little segment I'm going to call Hobbies for Billionaires. (laughs) And what is the number one hobby all billionaires seem to have in common, you ask? Yes, that is building their own rocket ship and going to space. Actually, a close second is repping a crypto. So maybe that's the the secondary pastime of billionaires. All right, guys, I'm going to read through to you all the researched information I have on this Jeff Bezos story going to space. So bear with me because I'm going to throw a lot of facts at you. So yesterday, Monday, Jeff Bezos came out and said that his rocket company, Blue Origin, plans to launch the mission on July 20th. Now, this is important because it's the 52nd anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing, which again, we saw on The Crown this past season. Okay, this is big because I didn't actually realize that Jeff Bezos was actually going to be going to space. Like when I saw this, I thought like, okay, like everybody's building a rocket and maybe that's just me, but I did not really put two and two together that they're going to space. So maybe this is a ballsy move. And now Jeff's like, yo, Elon, are you going to space too? Because I like actually didn't think either of them were actually actually going. So Bezos is going and he is joined by his brother, Mark, who Mark actually wrote a really sweet message on Instagram um, responding to the invite, which felt real. Um, So uh, Mark will also be joining him. And then the third person is going to be the winner of an auction that's being held right now for one of the seats left. The highest bid as of yesterday, Monday, stood at $2.8 million. And the auction closes at the end of this week. So if you've got the big money, guys, you could be going to space with those guys. I wonder if it pays off in the long run. Like getting a business relationship with Jeff Bezos, who's literally the most powerful man in the world, like that can't hurt. (laughs) All right, so Jeff posted the following message on Instagram. This is how he let us all know. He said, I want to go on this flight because it's the thing I've wanted to do all my life. Okay, settle down, buddy. You sound like a 12-year-old there. Um, Okay, so Blue Origins Rocket is called New Shepard. We've talked about that before. Okay, I'm going to be embarrassing myself here. But another thing, I didn't quite understand where they were going exactly. I was like, oh, is it? Because I've heard some talk about Mars. But basically, this takes you to the edge of space. So kind of like beginner travel to space. (laughs) All right, so New Shepard has flown more than a dozen successful flights without passengers on board already, including one in April at the company's facility in the Texas desert. The Texas desert is like the most underrated space right now. I feel like it's almost like the oil fields in in Western Canada because it's all the sort of like deserted terrain across Texas that's now being like filled up with people servicing these sites. I feel like a great movie is going to be made one day about like Elon's uh, space center in Texas and Jeff's. They're like all these guys are doing it from there. So New Shepard is designed to carry up to six people on a ride. And again, it goes to the edge of space. 
On previous test flights, it reached an altitude of more than 340,000 feet. Okay, this is a little tricky to understand, but the capsule has these like massive windows so the passengers get a great view. That's obviously just like a marketing ploy, probably for the auctioning, for the auction. Um, and then they spend a few minutes in zero gravity before returning to Earth. So I don't think it's that long of a mission, but I don't have clarity on how many days they're actually up in space for. Okay, the cake. Jeff Bezos is kind of ballsy. Like, I, I didn't realize, like I said, he was going and this flight that he's going on has never been uh, taken with people before. So um, the for the Elon stands out there, like, I definitely think Jeff is going to drive him crazy by going to space first because Elon has not yet. But look, maybe Elon will be the first guy to go to Mars. Like, who knows? I do wonder how his girl Lauren is responding to this. I wonder if that's why Jeff bought her that like $50 million building in Flatiron where she has a pool on top, which is making me crazy because they're probably not even living there. And there's literally this massive rooftop pool like four blocks from me. Um, But yeah, like they're not married or anything. So it's a bit of a risky move for her. Like if something happens to him, I don't know. I'm sure she's well taken care of, but who knows? I do think you want to be the first guy there, though, so... And you can't rush this stuff. Like, you have to go through all these, like, supervision checks and this and that, so... Amazon's up. They're winning this bid right now. Go Bezos. I I am actually, for somebody who I kind of hate on at times, I actually think it's pretty cool. Okay, we need some new celebrity news. Nothing's happening too major out there. It seems to be all Benefer 2.0 news, so for my second story today... I'm going to be covering this. According to TMZ, Jennifer Lopez was touring schools in Los Angeles over the weekend for her two 13-year-old twins that she shares with, we know, as we know, Mark Anthony. Anyway, the children have reportedly grown up in Miami with their dad and, and J-Lo, um, and they've already been to school in Miami for quite some time. My cake, again, always a little negative on J-Lo these days. I, f- I just feel like she comes first in in her world or her like love life at least. But JLo does own a place in LA, so you know at least it's somewhere probably familiar for the kids in that. Um, ben Affleck was seen at her place over the weekend, and then she was seen coming in and out of his Brentwood place. I don't know. I, I just feel bad for the kids here. Like, I- I- but JLo was. I'd looked into it a little bit. She was awarded primary custody of her kids during her divorce to Mark Anthony, which he must be a not a great dad because most people go crazy fighting for that. So I don't know. I thought that was kind of odd. Um, so he he has no really say on, on where the kids move because she calls the shots. She has primary custody. He is 52. He has six kids and has been married three times. The two twins are his youngest children, though. What do we think of J-Lo and Ben? This is obviously a real thing. Um, they, I look at the pictures. I always look at celebrity pictures to try and figure out like, okay, is this done up or is this a real thing? And as much as I think Ben, I think with that last girl, he was, he was with Anna Darnas, um, the one who was like 31, really pretty gal from Knives Out. I believed that that girl wanted sort of the his celeb power because she was always out like when it was like April 2020 with like full makeup, full hair done, walking the dogs. That's always sort of like a tell sign. 
But Ben is like leaving her place. Looks like the walk of shame of life. His hair is like disgruntled. I think he's like usual smoking a cigarette at that huge Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I don't think that guy's calling the paps, but I do think the paps, pap, aka paparazzi, get a kick on uh, on watching him roll. Uh, side note: Minka Kelly and Noah Trevor are back together. That is great news. Good man, Trevor, for coming back. I feel like he left that one. He's thirty-seven. She is forty. And look. Maybe that $27.5 million Beller mansion that they bought together in January 2020 is what brought them back together. Oh, lastly, side note, side note here. A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, uh, J-Lo's ex, was seen apartment shopping in Tribeca over the weekend. So watch out, ladies of New York. Uh, A-Rod's coming back. This is not a great sign to Miami having, like, J-Lo and uh, A-Rod, like, they were big staples in sort of that Miami culture. And the two of them buying places elsewhere makes me feel like maybe that Miami move that everyone thought was happening is not happening or just maybe losing its luster all right moving along here quick story on the logan paul fight again we don't call cover sports or politics but i love logan paul so i had to hit it to be honest i didn't get it i've been hearing about this fight because it's a huge thing on tiktok and people were getting really excited about it logan paul fought floyd mayweather in miami on saturday night i do think he is so sexy. Okay, I wrote that twice in my notes. Hope my boyfriend doesn't listen to this episode. Um, so anyways, no one wins this fight, apparently. It's just an exhibition. There's no judges, uh, no winner. And Floyd Mayweather publicly called this night a legal bank robbery. I don't know a lot about fights, but I just felt like I was trying to find out who won on Monday morning. So I thought that other people would want to know, too. Um, but yeah, that's what we got. All right, the cake. There's just something about Logan Paul that is so darn sexy. Don't at me. I know you all feel it too. Also, this is a big rumor, but I have heard it from multiple people that Logan Paul is the biggest drug dealer in LA. Now, that's not what makes him sexy. That's obviously very wrong. He's got a cool power boy thing to him. Uh, but remember in quarantine when his mansion, which is sort of like the party mansion in LA. I don't know. Everybody wants to be around this guy, but it got investigated by the police. And then that was sort of the rumors coming out of it. And then they took a bunch of guns out of his house, which again, not sexy, but there's just something like, he's got like a bad boy thing to him. Um, He has obnoxious levels of wealth. I've also read that he gives girls Lambos like no tomorrow. Uh, he only likes driving a car a couple of times. This was all said on BFF's podcast with Dave Portnoy, who is his friend. And last piece of gossip. I think everyone knows this by now, but Logan Paul was the guy running around LA telling everyone that call her daddy's Alex Cooper gives the best in town. All right, let's leave that there. <laughs> Bitcoin, not much movement the past couple weeks. It stayed within that like 33 to 37K a coin level. But there was this super sexy conference in Miami last week. It had everyone who was anyone there. They had like Dave Portnoy. They had uh, David Beckham. You know, all the standard Dave Grutman, A-Rod, like all the standard very Miami people coming out to this conference and talking to people about it. But I did read a lot um, from the conference and people were saying that there is this very like 
culty vibe to it and I guess they have this like preach and they do this song so maybe a bit of a Hillsong thing I mean I am now a Bitcoin owner like I've told you guys but it is a little preachy I'm just gonna say oh and on more business news clear if you fly in America ever and you don't buy clear you're just you're wasting your time and money it's like this 200 I think it's cheaper I think it's like 150 dollars a year and if you get to LaGuardia Airport, you like w- drop your bags and then you go to the gate and somebody meets you at the front and then you go to the front of the line, like right to the point where they take your ID and scan it. And the airport lines in the U.S. are insanity. So clear is going public. I bet they're going to make a shit ton of money. I probably will buy that IPO. Again, not a registered broker. So do not follow my investment advice. But I do seriously believe in that company. And I think they just need more money to grow. All right, guys, time for our cake for today. And this is a really juicy one. Somebody wrote in to me and I look forward to sharing it with you. How wrong is it to hide a spending binge from my husband? We have been married 17 years. This past weekend, I reached a major stress milestone with my kids. It was just beyond. Instead of eating, I turned to online shopping. I bought three pairs of shoes from Browns. Browns is a really bougie shoe store for those non-Canadians. Really, really nice shoes. But she says that wasn't enough. I bought some Chloe wedge sandals from Revolve. Ooh, girlfriend, let's go to the Hamptons. Still didn't do it for me. I progressed to some Valentino Esper drills from Neiman Marcus. I still didn't get my fix. And I went into his office and asked him if I could get a Stella McCartney bag for half price from Matches. He said yes to the bag, but he doesn't know about everything else. I can probably return everything, but I feel like I cheated on him because we are building a new house right now and I promise to reduce my shopping habits so that we can keep our financial goals on track. Do I need to confess or should I just keep the Valentino and Stella and return everything else? Or should I return everything? Okay, let me first start by saying it sounds like you guys have a great life and you've got some great style, girl. I love the items you picked out. Totally understand stress buying and you can 100% bring everything back. That's personally why I love Bloomingdale's. Until recently, I don't know what happened. They have a three month policy, but like you could like spill a drink on your dress and be like, I can't, I just can't do it. And they take everything back as long as you have the like little tag on it. Um, Look, sometimes you just need to buy new things. It makes you feel better, but it sounds like there's something deeper going on there. I love that you're not eating. That's a big thing that people do is like eat, 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 and then get sick or whatever else. And if shopping is your vice, shopping is your vice. Now, the only one thing I have to say is if the roles were reversed and your husband wanted, say, maybe a new watch, he has to run it by you. But if he needs new shirts for work, new, um, I don't know, if he takes somebody out golfing, even though guys are always like, oh, it's for work, it's for work. It's not. I worked in a very high level of business and a lot of times it's just guys that just want to go get drinks together or whatever whatever else I'm just saying guys can use the work excuse for a lot and and women especially stay at home even if you have kids like you don't really have that out so maybe you need the shopping I do think if you're building a house and you're pooling your money I mean he's gonna see it anyways that's why hint hint everyone needs their own money women please start trading more I think if you're having stresses and the worst thing you're doing is buying an extra handbag or buying an extra pair of shoes, sure, three pairs of shoes feels excessive. Maybe you take back a couple pairs of those shoes. But 
if that's just your one little fix that you need, like allow yourself a little room. Everybody has everybody has needs, you know, and you're not eating a lot. You're not, I don't, doesn't sound like you're out drinking to get through your problems. None of that. So sure. Yes, that is, that is lying to him, especially if you guys have laid boundaries with finances and whatnot. Um, This whole story though wraps up in a bow for me that women need to make their own money on the side. A lot of women I know solely depend on like the husband to run all their money. Even women I know that are like working full time are like, oh, I just send it to him. He does all the finances. I I do not like hearing that. You should have your own bank account, your own. You should be able to have a little bit of your own secret spending money. Honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth. Don't confess. Just return uh, everything up to an amount that you wouldn't notice. So if you can sneak one thing by and it makes you feel a little bit better. Personally, I'm choosing the Valentino espadrilles here because I think those would look fabulous um yeah give yourself a little a little yard if you need something right now if you're having a tough time I've heard children can be extremely difficult um but yeah be excited about the house the house sounds awesome by the way I love that he's down for Stella McCartney bags (laughs) that sounds kind of awesome um maybe I would take that now that I'm reading this message again and thinking about it you did not cheat on him return everything up to a certain amount that he would notice. And if you're going to do these things, buy things of value just so you can be a little bit protected. And women, everybody start trading. Thank you so much for sending in your story. And I look forward to hearing about what you do. So please let me know. Okay, play of the day. Literally, I have three today. I know I've been dropping this segment lately, but I just haven't been watching a lot of TV. Let me start with first, I went to Cruella over the weekend starring Emma Stone. It's the first time I've been in a theater since 2019, which is just wild to say. The theater felt good to be in, though. It was like freezing cold on this like absolute heat wave. You can only do uh, every other row and there was not a lot of people there. It wasn't like how theaters can be in the summer. The movie was good, okay? I didn't love, I don't love like Disney-ish, over-the-top, dancey um, type stuff. So it was a little bit too far that way for me. I don't, Emma Stone is not one of my faves either. But it's definitely worth like if you need to go do something or if you need to go out to something, you need to get out of the house, whatever it is, definitely go see it. It's entertaining. It's fun. It was too long. It was two hours and 14 minutes but it's worth the price of admission to watch it in a theater. Okay, now for my addictions this weekend. I banged through these two shows, and I know I only do new shows on Cake for Breakfast, but the show's called Dirty John. Dirty John is 2017. It's definitely older, but they're doing like an FX American crime story. Like, remember that series that went OJ to Versace? Well, Dear John is what the series is called, and they did this Dear John story which is insane. I'm a little bit too far behind, so I don't want to bore you guys with all the details, but basically it's the story of this wealthy woman in the OC who gets conned by this crazy man. And then at the very end, her daughter, he comes to try and kill her daughter and then her daughter kills him. The daughter's played by Julia Gardner, who's that girl in the Ozarks. One of my favorite young actresses. I think she's incredible. The, the show will have you on the edge of your seat the whole time. Please, please, please check it out. Connie Britton is the lead actress. It's eight episodes. They're 43 minutes each. I embarrassingly watched season one and season two over the weekend because they are just 
they are they're the type of show that you're like okay i need to go to bed it's like 1 30 in the morning and you're like oh my god i need to know what happens i can't all right season two though was the betty broderick story now i'm a little bit young for the betty broderick saga i wasn't in the picture during that whole t- scenario um so i did not know anything about it coming into it other than sort of what i've seen i've heard of the name i had recognition but the story is bananas anyone born after 1990 like please run and watch season two of this show these are new episodes that just dropped in 2020 but in the u.s in the u.s our uh netflix packaging is different than canada i know canada had this last year we had it on a usa network before which no one buys and then this year it came on or this last week it came on netflix and it's charting super high i would watch betty broderick prior to uh dirty john Betty Broderick is this young woman at like 22, married this super intelligent guy. And uh, he went through Harvard Medical School and then decided, I can't do it. It's just being a doctor isn't what I wanted. Then he went through Harvard Law School, became a lawyer. And to pay, they weren't wealthy. Betty had to like work as a typist and do all these things and support him. She like bangs out four kids for him. And then in her, I think, early 50s, or maybe they were a bit younger, 40s, he decides that he likes his secretary more. And, like, he gaslights her, but she goes effing nuts. Like, she, it, you have to watch the show. She goes crazy. And, the, and then at the end, he, she ends up walking into, I mean, I feel like people know these stories, so I can give it away. If not, maybe drop off now. But basically, Betty, this, like, beautiful blonde housewife from the OC, like, very upper middle class like goes to lunch every day like I love remember Versace how it's like sort of like that 80s vibe you get that sort of same scenario like wealthy 80s vibe in Southern California and I think that's part of the fun of watching these shows but she goes in at the end of the movie Betty Broderick the wife and kills her husband Dan Broderick and his new wife and it's really sad it it's terrible. Like, there's so much to it, so I'm just going to leave it there. But eight, 16 episodes, oh my gosh, that's bad. But the whole weekend, I watched them all. It's like the Blood Ties podcast I went wild for. I went crazy for these shows. They are so good. They are, you just want to keep watching them and watching them, and you can't stop. Dirty John, give it an episode to it. It takes a minute to pick up, but then you're you're literally glued. Like I was on my phone trying to run and like watch it on my phone as I'm like almost getting hit by a car. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's happening. Anyway, those are the two best play of the days I've had on here in a very long time. So that's all for today, guys. This Thursday, we have another Vanderpump Rules star coming on the show. And then next Thursday, I am beyond excited for... The girl coming on our show, if you guys remember the show Bling Ring, it's the head of Bling Ring. If you haven't watched that movie, catch up on it so you can follow along. But basically all those celebrities that were robbed in the mid-2000s, like Paris Hilton and Rachel Bilson, all those kind of girls that were living in the Hollywood Hills, this girl was the ringleader. Um, She went to jail for it. She got over an addiction. Uh, She had a reality show like... She's done it all, and I'm really excited to chat with her on the show. All right, if you're in New York, good luck with the heat wave everywhere else. Have a great couple days. I look forward to seeing you back here on Thursday. Bye for now.